Hello, Andy, is it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, hi, uh, Steve. Steve, yep, Steve, that works for me. I've been called worse recently. So. Yes. <laughs> How the fuck are you? It's been a while, hasn't it? It uh, well, not for us, but it's been a while since we've actually decided to record. Oh right, yeah. Uh, do, are we? Do people actually know that we talk to each other outside the podcast? I don't know. Did we want to? We may not want that to be common on. knowledge, do we? Not really. But but yes. How how are you? How's things? Yeah, I'm okay. I finally got COVID. I finally, I haven't got it now. I, I'm I'm single lining again on the tests. But, I like um, how you said it. Like you've been going around just licking people or something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Finally got it. It's, it's like it's like the blind bags of viral of viruses, you know. <laughs> I I've, I've actually got hepatitis, and I got you know I got herpes. I've I finally got COVID. Yay! <laughs> I mean, you're rolling the dice now with monkeypox out there as well. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, but I finally I got I got it. I I don't see what all the hype is. It's bloody horrible. Um. See, I felt worse after I'd had it. Yeah. When I, I had it, I wasn't too bad. I was like, I don't get what people are fucking moaning about. <laughs> Yeah, I've been I've been negative for over a week now, and I am still absolutely knackered. Yeah, it, it completely wiped me out. You know, yeah. it's, like, it, it's like just floored me. You know, I mean, it started off. Uh, I tested positive on the Thursday, <clears throat> and I'd been to work that day because I was negative in the morning. My wife had it, so I was negative in the morning. Came in, and um, I had a bit of a sore throat driving home so I tested and I was just positive and I thought well all right well if I get a sore throat and that's it fine then the next day a little bit worse not too bad and then it just you know after a few days it just completely wiped me out yeah so I had it at Christmas so it wasn't too bad but yeah yeah I, mean, I spent my Covid time at Christmas watching two series of Ted Lasso yeah which which you finally got in on we thought, I, yes, we got in on both me and my wife. Just completely binged it. Absolutely loved it. I mean, yeah. you've got to be some kind of monster to not like it. Well, it's one of those things where I've got absolutely no interest in football whatsoever. No, nope, me neither. And, you know, you put it on and it's like, it's not about the football. It's just great. It's, you know, it's a real feel-good kind of, yeah, it's great. Loved it. Yeah, and everybody's spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, everybody loves Brett Goldstein. I loved Brett Goldstein before because fuck a Super Bowl. But yeah. He is fantastic in it. He really is. But yeah, they've got one more series to come, haven't they? Yeah. And then uh, I might be cancelling my Apple TV for a while. Because mm. there's too Not many myself, fucking streaming services. <laughs> there really is. Absolutely. I mean, if Disney Plus goes ads... I'm going to be fucking dropping that and just letting shit build up. I think Disney Plus is my favourite so far. Is yeah, it, but... Is it rumours go out? Yeah, they're going to trial it in America, I think. Oh, God. But all it's going to I... do is drive people to just let it build up for six months and then binge everything for a month and then just cancel it again. Yeah. Um, I mean, does that mean if they're going to do ads, are the, uh, is the subscription going to go down? No, it'll be ads on the lower one. And if you want it ad-free, you've got to pay more. Okay, which is exactly what I said it fucking happened because Netflix mm. are about potentially doing it as well which the whole See, thing of streaming was that you didn't have fucking ads because you're already paying yeah, for it absolutely that would be like paying for like one of the Patreon things or exclusive podcasts or something and they still put ads in it 
Yeah. I don't know. It's fucking... <laughs> but, I mean, if, if it wasn't for the fact that some of them come with Sky mm. in, our, in our package, I mean, we wouldn't have Paramount Plus if it didn't come with Sky. We wouldn't have Peacock if it didn't come with Sky because there's fuck all on Peacock. Given the amount of stuff that they've got on it in America, and we've got, fun. I mean, Psych if I want to rewatch it and a few other things. Um, uh, they got, um, yeah. Um, Paramount Plus is all right, but it's fucking glitchy as fuck on Sky. At least it was the first week we tried watching it. I don't know whether it's calmed down a bit now. We get I'm Netflix as part of our Sky package at the moment. Yeah. But the only one that is probably worth keeping is Amazon Prime just because of the free deliveries. Mm. Probably save money in deliveries in the long run, but. But even on, yeah, but the actual TV part of it, um, half of it is, you know, you can't watch it. You know, half of it, you've got to pay extra anyway. All the yeah. And stuff, you've got to pay extra. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Screaming seems to be losing its appeal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if it wasn't for only murders in the building, I'd probably cancel Disney Plus already. Which is something else that I've, I've really got into. You're welcome. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Again, really different, really unusual. It's great. It's just great to see the Steve Martin love backers again, given that I've been a diehard for a long time. In in the minority for a lot of it, after things like Cheaper by the Dozen and Pink Panther. Yeah. But I stay true. Um, oh, what are your thoughts on the remake? I know you probably haven't seen it yet, but the remake of Father the Bride. Uh, it's all right. I watched it. Um, oh, I had a weird. I yeah. I fell down a Father of the Bride rabbit hole because I watched that part three ish that was the Netflix Zoom exclusive one. Mm. That's now on YouTube, so I'd watched that, and then that got me nostalgic for watching the other two. Then I saw that the remake was on Sky. Well, oh, okay. the remake of the remake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then I yeah rewatched Father of the Bride and Father of the Bride Part Two. Uh, I really like those films. The, yeah. the new one's all right. The new yeah. one's all right. At least it does something a little bit different with it, and okay. it's 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 a a Latin family mm. rather than just another American family. But I mean, the first Father of the Bride is pure '90s Hollywood fantasy. Yeah. You know, I think I put in my review. You know, it's. it's Steve Martin's character seems to have a job that probably does exist, but you'd never see anybody doing it in real life. And <laughs> what, did, what is his job? He's a shoe man, trainer manufacturer. Oh, OK. Um, yeah, it's just that pure, you know, weirdly, they've got the money to spend thousands on weddings without it really being an issue. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it is an issue. That's what breaks him down, isn't it? But, mm. but and um, I used to watch Father of the Bride a lot when I was younger part two I've only seen a couple of times mm. part two's got the amazing bit in it where he finds out that Diane Keaton's pregnant and then he turns to her in the doctor's room and goes and who may I ask is the father <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it's pretty much I've been spending my hot fucking summery days it's too hot to draw mm-hmm uh, again, my my comic work is going incredibly slow because it's just too hot to have a tablet on me. <laughs> I don't know any fucker draws in some of the heat we've had. 
Plus, just with being out in it all day at work and then getting home, I've just got zero energy to do anything but just watch crap. Yeah, that's the problem. But, but yeah, I mean, we should probably kick things off by saying why we've not been around for a little while. Because I think we did a top ten of our favourite cartoons and then... <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah fell out so badly over our picks. Yeah, <laughs> we did. We had absolutely a few things. Was that was it really the cartoons the last time we did a, a, a nerds podcast? It was, yeah. We did the Con Air and Why Not yeah, episode. That's it. But, but yeah, I think the uh, top ten cartoons. I just couldn't forgive you for snubbing Mysterious Cities of Gold. <laughs> um, no, I mean, obviously, we've both been busy with life as well, but... Yeah, life's got in the way, but... Um, 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 I mean, anybody that saw why True Believers was postponed for next year as well is because obviously that got postponed would know the reason. But yeah, I, I had a little bit of a mental health slip um, in which my anxiety and everything else got on top of me and they found me crying in the van car park at work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which was... I, I, I don't think we've never... Because we, we've never spoken about uh, our mental health on, on the I think we podcast. sort of touched around it because i mean yeah i've always been one of those it always seems a bit attention seeky doesn't it yes exactly that and you don't want to it's not because we, we've all followed those people on facebook that like you know well, i'm feeling down today send me pictures of toenails or yeah. whatever mm-hmm. and it's yeah i mean um, it, it sounds incredibly dispassionate to be kind of like you know stop fucking attention seeking you break but then these are usually the same people that monotonize it into some form of thing they're selling yeah so but i mean possibly ignore it because it cuts a bit close to home as well with dealing with your own stuff but but yeah no um i mean not to speak for you but i think we both suffered with anxiety yeah it's something that yeah anxiety is a always been a big part of my life really and it's one of those things where I've always suffered from it since school since college I've been on um uh, I've been on medication for it for about crikey for about 20 years but yeah. then I think October came last year and everything got a bit too much and I basically I, I had my own breakdown and it was pretty tough and um and, and yeah and so I don't know. It's just one of those weird, hard things to kind of describe, and to, to it's one of those things where it's because you know it's such a selfish thing being, you know, suffering and really, really having a hard time with it. It's such a selfish thing because you are you can't. It's all about not being able to get out of your head. Yeah, Cause yeah. Because I'm generally the thing I get most anxious about is like going out and meeting people. But once I settle yeah. into being with people, I'm fine. It's like even before doing the pods, I get a certain level of anxiety about it. That's like, I might just cancel. Mm. <laughs> There's a thing in the back of my mind that's like, please say you can't do it tonight after all. And I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I've always been quite good at compartmentalizing it a little bit and getting into routines. And I think part of the problem for me was that with all the COVID restrictions lifting, like at work, everything I'd got used to, yeah. and my routine, everything was sort of pulled away at once. So it was a little bit like, you know, having my safety wall just completely obliterated in one go. Yeah. Um, um, 
Anxiety can be, well, I found out, anxiety can be kind of not labelled as such, but it can kind of be really stripped back to be having a intolerance or a fear to the unknown or to uncertainty. That is kind of how you can really strip it back and kind of that's how you can sum it up, really, anxiety. Because uh, depression, they say, is all about living in the past. And then anxiety is about living in the future. And it's having that uncertainty about what's going to happen. And, you know, just being worried and thinking the worst of whatever's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I had depression quite badly. Yeah. Well, probably getting on for nearly 20 years ago as well, but and I sort of dealt with that off and on and gradually got myself off of medication and that because my problem with medication after a while was that and it could be a certain level of anxiety involved in that but I just started wondering whether it was me feeling it and thinking it or whether it was the tablets yeah and that was a bizarre thing but I then I got back into doing art more and because obviously I was did the films and that and that led to its own certain thing and then when Lee died that sort of lost its appeal to what it was kind of thing because we obviously tried carrying on without him and that sort of thing and um which makes it sound like I'm blaming him for dying but you know <laughs> <laughs> bastard selfish prick um <laughs> I can say that because if you knew him you'd understand <laughs> <laughs> he'd be the first one to say it if the tables were turned so <laughs> um but yeah and then I sort of you know Getting involved in the small press comics community was a big thing, and all the people we met through doing that as well. Mm. And just feeling, realizing that, you know, there is an avenue to do these creative things that isn't built on needing to sell a movie, or you can just pot around and chuck stuff up online for free if you want. And like I say, getting back into drawing, something I loved as a kid. Yeah. And, you know, you've been a help with that as well. We're sort of egging each other on kind of thing. Yeah, Draw, drawing. Not, not that you're ever threatened by one of my drawings, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, drawing for me is a massive part of my therapy, of helping me. You know, it always has been. And it's such, I can't, you know, they, they say about art therapy and things like that, but uh, I, I can't stress how, how important um, art has been for my, as, as a coping mechanism for me. Yeah. You know, it's it's just it's because it it takes. But as I said before, it's all you know with anxiety. You are stuck in your head. With art, with, with drawing, it takes you out of that and it puts you into the moment and it can it focuses you and distracts you. What's well, it? It's and, so easy to lose so much time in a drawing. I imagine oh, it's a bit like if you're you know somebody who tinkers with engineering or that sort of thing or or a musician pe- or something I'm carpenters sorry. or something like that. Yeah. Or, you know, even Lego. Mm. Leg, yeah, Lego is also um, big help. Like I say, doing my... puzzles with the wife has sort of helped. So Lego sort of, I started to get more stressed about having nowhere to actually keep the Lego once I'd built it. Yeah. <laughs> we sort of added to it, but um, doing puzzles with the wife's been quite good. Yeah. I mean, because like Daniel gets a... Puzzles, yeah. Like being hiding things from her and telling things like teasing her until she finds <laughs> She comes home, there's a note on the door. <laughs> it's like, what crowns one but beats a dozen? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, where is he? 
<laughs> just curled up hiding in the air and cupboard. Oh, yeah. Your wife's the riddler, isn't she? <laughs> it would not surprise me. <laughs> She's a minor threat. And then actually, I'm probably, I'm probably more the riddler to her, to be fair. A minor threat, <laughs> a major annoyance. <laughs> but unless it's the Batman. Have you seen the Batman? I've seen half of it. I need to carry on with it. <laughs> so many people I spoke to have been like, yeah, I've seen like two thirds. I had to watch it in half hour chunks. A guy at work was yeah. like, I had to watch it in half hour chunks. I, like, I don't, it's, I don't know, maybe I need to watch it again. Maybe my expectations were too high. Mm. But everyone was like, it's great. You finally get to see him being a detective. Getting allowed to walk around a crime scene is not being a fucking detective. <laughs> I thought this was going to be like, you know, him sat in the back cave with lab equipment and, you know, the CSI montage, but with him dressed as fucking Batman. Yeah. Uh, I really like the Batmobile. I thought the Batmobile was fantastic. It looks a little bit like Kit fucked a car from Mad Max, though, doesn't it? It really does. It does. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's like the Ghostbusters 2016 all-female one. The car in that looked like Hector one had had a baby with uh, the Griswold's car. (laughs) <laughs> and, and this one looks like Kit's like gone on steroids and yeah, is, is currently in his post-apocalyptic phase. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I liked it. I liked the Batsuit as well. I really liked Pattinson. I thought all the cast were great in it. I was just kind of like, you know, apart from I was distracted by, is that Trevor from fucking EastEnders? <laughs> as, <laughs> as one of the cops. <laughs> was it actually him? <laughs> yes, it was. No way. Trevor was the abusive husband, wasn't he? Yeah, little Moe's abusive husband. Bloody hell. Yeah. But I feel like we've completely gone off the mental health thing, but I think we've got touched on it enough, do you feel? I think we have, yeah. It's not I mean, we've, we've, we've explained where we've been. So. Yeah. Obviously, if you do feel you're suffering, I recommend reaching out. So I did a free through the NHS because I rang the doctors. Obviously, I rang you in tears. I rang my wife in tears. Mm. Um, you talked me down and then we met up for a coffee which was really good um i did a thing through the nhs which was quite good but it was mostly online but it was one of those questionnaires so i was like none of this is really getting the thing so whenever they'd get the thing they'd be like yeah no you're registering at normal now it's like well, i don't feel fucking normal but in the end a misunderstanding meant they let me go so <laughs> But I was also kind of like, this This isn't actually working out for me the way I hoped it would. Nothing to get, it's a great thing, but yeah, I definitely recommend, if you are feeling anything like that, to get in touch with your doctor and they can put you yeah. in with a list of options for I think, I think free online the, things. It's the feeling of hopelessness, isn't it? And, you know, you almost feel like there's no point, you know, no one can help me. Um, but there are so many uh, things out there that can and you know, I really can help you. Just talking to people and finding out how common, you know, it is, and that you're not alone. And you know, uh, and there, there are certain. I mean, so I, I, as I said before, I got quite poorly back in the last year and into this year. And to the fact, well, I woke up one one day and I thought, fuck it, I have to sort myself out. I have to, you know. Um, so I ended up going privately going through therapy sessions i did hypnotherapy i've tried acupuncture uh all these different things uh, different successes you know i mean some things work better for other people than me um 
but and also change my medication as well. I, I just I, I basically chuck loads of stuff at the wall to see what stuck. Yeah. And um, in the end, talking to the, ther- the therapist and the hypnotherapy and things like that, when they start kind of explaining what's going on in your head and you can relate to certain things and certain they're all about analogies that's what that's what therapy's all about yeah because you're about. um the thing you said you were told about it's like a cold caller that won't leave the line kind of thing Absolutely, when those intrusive yes. thoughts come into your head that's it it's, it's like letting in a, 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 a double glazing salesman and then them sitting down you can't get rid of them um you know exactly like that it's and a, it's and you know and then you start kind of working it out and uh, you realize that basically what the thing that got me the thing that i mean i'm still not 100 percent at all oh no i'm not either i I still have days where i'm only getting out of bed so i can get back into it at the end of the day it's like i'm getting up to get the day out of the way just so i can go back to bed yeah yeah no absolutely but at the moment at least i'm still getting up my problem was mm. certainly with depression was when i was like it's not even worth getting up anymore just fuck it i'm gonna lie here all day yeah um, but you see sleep as a release you want to go home and sleep and then not worry about anything you know but then you don't get decent sleep that was no, my other problem was that because there were times when i was sleeping right through but i just mm. didn't feel like i'd slept because i was having such bad anxiety dreams yeah um, which is a different level. It's you know you're not getting your full rest when you're dreaming. You got anxiety dreams. I'll tell you what, the anxiety dreams are just bonkers. Really. Yeah, I found um, for a little while the Calm's app help. The Calm app helped with that. Yeah. Um, I like the sound of rain when I'm mm. trying to go to sleep. So I was putting that on and going to sleep because you could set a timer. So I set a timer and then if I didn't fall asleep, I'd just reset the timer. Kind of thing. <laughs> but Cat was like. The sound of running water just i'm constantly getting up in the night it's like can you find <laughs> something <needed> to be. <laughs> so i tried yeah. there was one on there that was um peter cullen as optimus prime telling you the history of the transformers oh he told me about this he's got such a soothing voice it was lovely yeah. but then it was the michael bay history of the transformers and i was starting to get annoyed oh, i was like that's not fucking right <laughs> yeah Oh, so my, my my nerd side was kind of like going like you know i know you're feeling calm and you're finding this voice really soothing but he's talking <laughs> bullshit <laughs> it's yeah. just never mind the little anxiety voices of you know telling me i'm worthless and shit it was the nerdy voice in my head going um i think you'll find that <laughs> <laughs> the optimus oh, prime is actually this kind of car not this kind of <laughs> there's you pacing in a complete anxiety <laughs> frenzy what's wrong what's wrong he has got a wonderful voice to drift off to though yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, when absolutely. i used to put the kevin's evening with kevin smith dvd on to go to sleep because mm. i just found it really soothing just listening to somebody tell stories i guess podcasts are great for that as well but if you get the wrong podcast it's finding li- that right one i listen to uh old audiobooks i say old audiobooks but audiobooks that i've listened to hundreds of times yeah um, I just put them on and then just kind of you're half listening to it and then you just fall asleep. That's what um, I do with movies that I've seen loads of times. I, yeah, which we're going to get into in a second. Actually, I can drift in out. I also find the Ricky Gervais show because sometimes when you're up like one two o'clock in the morning on one of the Is Comedy the Central, podcast? yeah, one of the Comedy Central ones, it's quite nice to just lie there and listen to that because yeah. you don't have to watch it because obviously it's a podcast that they put images to rather than 
so you can just sort of lie there and it's amusing and it sort of takes you out of your own head for a bit and you can you know mm. laugh at how stupid Carl Pilkington comes across in it and <laughs> <laughs> you basically can laugh at the misfortunes of somebody else <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's just like I say it's nice and I recommend looking into things and just talking to somebody yeah it's, like I say just just ringing you and talking to you was a big help massive help absolutely just having a bit of reassurance every so often and uh, um you know basically yeah, it was and, the day after the oscars and i just took will smith slapping chris rock in the face that hard that <laughs> <laughs> my entire world was shaken because i thought will smith wasn't that kind of guy <laughs> <laughs> that's how long it's been since we last did a podcast yeah, yeah absolutely the, the slap heard around the world was like <laughs> <laughs> the hotness uh, but because that was one of the things we talked about just as as an inane thing to kind of because that also helps is not not talking about it or talking about it but not talking about it kind of thing mm. that's what the podcast helped with as well it's why it was quite good to dive into those summer specials which you can listen to over on and why not mm. <laughs> uh, the last one will be up uh on Tuesday the 16th so tomorrow as we're recording this or whenever as this comes out but yeah but still but yeah no like I say I'd, obviously there is help out there for people who need it but we're, we're not going to dwell on it we don't want to do a full hour or anything on oh no god no, no. <laughs> we and, don't want to uh, bring you down <laughs> yeah. we're just back. know that it's at the moment it's such a common thing and there are so many people going through exactly what you're going through on the funnier side of it, yeah. I will say that there was one thing the other night as I was drifting off to sleep that filled me with so much fucking rage. <laughs> <laughs> I was drifting off. Cat likes to put on QI oh, and go yeah, to yeah, sleep yeah. to that. And yeah. it's fine, but every so often the theme tune blares out really loudly. But during the adverts, there was one for fucking coffee in a bag. What oh, is the yeah. fucking point of that? Uh, it's one of those needless inventions that doesn't yeah. need to exist. And it really wound me the fuck up. Coffee in the bag, though, I mean, that's been available for years. You used to get them at bed and breakfasts when I was a kid. But why? Why is it now like this major thing? Because yeah. like, in the advert, it's like people on ships spilling it when they're trying to put it in. It's like, fair enough. If you're in a camping situation or you're on a boat in Rocky Sea and you're trying to get coffee on a spoon into a thing, then maybe in a bag. But in everyday life, I've never had a problem where I've like, you know, had coffee on a spoon and lobbed it at the wall instead of putting it in my mug. <laughs> but they're selling it like it's this groundbreaking thing since sliced bread. It yeah. was like when you had those soap dispensers that you didn't have to touch. Oh, yeah. So you didn't get germs on your hands. It's like you were literally washing your hands straight after touching it. It's the kind of thing you can imagine on Dragon's Den where they just be like, who's this for? We're out. <laughs> <laughs> but it made my blood boil so much. Mm. I was like, why am I getting angry about this? But then I tend to get angry about weird shit like that. Yeah. Like, why is it called Lorraine when she's never fucking on it? (laughs) (sighs) Radio adverts would do it for me. Oh, don't. When BBC Radio 2 used to have the... Oh, what's her fucking name? Woman Who Annoys You on a Saturday. Vanessa Feltz. No. No? No, no, no. The Saturday Evening Woman. Fuck, what's her name? Lisa Tarbuck. 
Oh, yeah, I meant, sorry, I absolutely meant Lisa Tarbuck. I don't know why I said Vanessa Fouts. I mean, yeah, she's... Lisa Tarbuck, she is, yeah. The, the advert they used to play for her show used to piss me off. <laughs> mm. I'm sure she's lovely, and I'm sure there are fans of the show, but it just winds me up. <laughs> I'm sure if she ever listened to this, she'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Glass houses, mate. <laughs> but anyway. So... How about this for a, for a segue, right? So, as we very briefly touched on about different ways that's kind of helped us both through our, shall we say, crappy few months. Yeah. One of them has been going back to old movies and just binging and losing yourself in things that you've seen many times before. Um, and so, yeah, we were going to talk about old movies and uh um, old tv shows and comfortable you know things that you're comfortable with that you can watch over and over again you can have in the background while you're drawing and just things that you use as company i suppose is the best way to say it yeah i mean yeah if it's something i put on while i'm drawing it's going to be something i've seen so many times i don't even need to look at the screen anymore yeah so i mean I find picking the film largely depends on what I'm drawing as well. Yeah. I, I don't want to be drawing like walls or something, but watching aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be like, no, this this uh, sort of, you know, romantic-y type story got uh, took a real fucking moment of tension as they uh, <laughs> watch Century Cannons countdown. Because <laughs> I will only watch the special edition of Aliens now. Yeah. Purely for that century canon scene. It's just fantastic. How why they cut that out, I don't know. There's so I, much ten, tension in that scene. I can take or leave the stuff with Captain Hollister and you seeing him on the thing for the alien attack. Yeah. Because in, I mean, once you've seen the film and you know what happens, that scene doesn't matter. But you don't need it in there if you're going in blind kind of thing mm. and not knowing what you're going to walk into on LV four two six. Um. And I can take or leave the stuff with Ripley's daughter, although it does add extra depth to the relationship with Newt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that Sentry Cannon scene should never have been left out. No, absolutely phenomenal scene. It's amazing just seeing that amount of tension built just by watching a counter go down. Mm. Um, I mean, I, <laughs> in many ways, I'm kind of like, just watched the whole film on that to be honest <laughs> i'd be perfectly happy with it um but yeah i mean recently because i've done that and why not action movie special i've been watching a lot of action movies yeah um i've watched a couple of recent ones but i've mostly been watching a lot of old van damme 90s ones oh, amazing so time cop hard target nowhere to run um done some cigar ones as well so on deadly ground fire down below executive decision hmm. um universal soldier i know that's not that yeah movie. i watched i watched that a while ago um also stuff like pacific heights and uh double jeopardy and okay just those mid-budget thrillers and then yeah. like i say dipping back into things like father of the bride and that led me to watch baby boom and I rewatched The Heat, the Sandra Bullock, Melissa McCarthy one. Okay, um, yeah. Action comedy thing, yeah, which yeah. I quite enjoyed. Oh, and I rewatched Daylight as well, the uh, 
Stallone trapped I in like a tunnel. Yeah. I like that film. It's like none of those fuckers deserve to be saved because <laughs> well, they're all about, such absolute dicks to it. <laughs> about a year ago, I kind of re I revisited the whole Arnold Schwarzenegger Sylvester Stallone kind of movies, and that was in there. Um, yeah. Oh, and I rewatched National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon One. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not as fun as I remember it being, but oh, I really? still quite enjoyed it. Uh, that was a big part of my childhood, that film. I know, I think we used to watch it yeah. on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, I'll tell you what still holds up, Top Secret. I love Top Secret, I watched that Such a year or so ago. Yeah. Top Secret's got so many great jokes in it. But yeah, I mean... When you're like talking... when he's been in the prison cell and he's been scratching on it and you think he's been in there for days, but he's been doing it for minutes. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite is still, you know, oh, I can't read this, I don't speak German. I know a little German. He's sitting over there. That's still one of my favourite ever film movie gags. And the little guy in Lederhosen, the little dwarf in Lederhosen. Uh, good God. And the thing with the uh, train where it's the platform moving, not the train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Top Secret's fucking great. Such, um, such a good film. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've watched some recent-ish movies as well, which we'll go into in a bit. I've just got my letterboxed list up. Mm. I'm so far on 200 and something films for the year. 202. Right. Mm. Oh, one thing quickly mm. that I did do and dragged the wife to as well, and she loved it. Um, we went to watch The Living Daylights and License to Kill because they're showing all the James Bond films on the big screen again. Oh, yeah, yeah. A different one each week. And, I'm, you know, the two Dalton ones are like two of my favourites. And to finally yeah. see them on the big screen was fucking amazing. Yeah. It was like I was watching them for the first time. Because they, this is the first time they've been in 4K as well, a lot of them. Okay. And it's like, you can fucking see it. License to Kill's never looked better. License to Kill's always been sort of accused of being the one that looks like it was made for TV. Mm. But it's just, it looks stunning on the big screen. <laughs> did, you, did you say Cat liked him as well? No, she hated every minute of it. But she's dragging me to see Mark Owen in concert in October, so fuck her. Have we spoke about our little cinema trip a few months ago? No, what did we go and watch now? I can't remember. We went to see Robocop. We did go to see Robocop, of course we did. Yeah. Speaking of films I've always wanted to see on the big screen. That was fucking great as well. Oh, honestly. Although, unlike Robocop, the Bond film at least put trailers on beforehand. Unlike Robocop, there was like, yeah, you got a beer at this time, but then you'll just be sitting there for a half hour. Was it, were, the, were the James Bond adverts from that era or they no it was current ones okay and then just a 60 years a bond trailer kind of thing Mm. um but yeah it's uh it's weird the best cinema trips i've had recently with the exception of top gun maverick Mm. have you seen that yet not yet you seriously have to go and watch it the cinema I'm desperate to. I think it's still on. I'm, I'm actually thinking of maybe taking the afternoon off and just going on my own. Yeah, because if not, I'm going to drag your ass there. Because if you only end up watching it on TV for the first time, I really don't think it's going to have the impact. Oh, really? Okay. I've heard some people say that. It's definitely a cinema movie. Yeah. Fucking incredible. Uh, absolutely loved that film. Mm. Um. Yeah, that's, like, I think the last... Oh, no, Elvis, I went to watch with Jack. Oh, is that any good? 
It's fucking amazing. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Superb. Um, yeah, then otherwise new stuff. We watched Lightyear the other day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I watched that. Yeah. It's fine. It doesn't yeah, need to exist, but it's fine. Yeah. We thought that as well. Some quite nice bits in it, but yeah. 100% pointless. Got no purpose whatsoever for existing, but perfectly enjoyable. And I watched Prey. Yeah. We've, we've briefly spoken about this. I loved Prey. What did you think? Yeah, a great film. Really enjoyed it. It was so, I found it really refreshing. The only thing that um, pissed me off was that there were several like intellectual articles telling you that you can't truly appreciate it until you watch it in the Comanche dub. It's like, fuck off. It's like all them wankers that told you that you've not watched Logan until you've watched the black and white version. Yeah. It's like, why do we feel the need to take films that are just meant to be, and I mean this with the utmost respect, popcorn fun? Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. need to be some deep meditation. So to go around and tell me I need to watch it in black and white to fully appreciate it, it's like, fuck off, you dickhead. It's like I won't watch Mad Max in black and white because everybody told me I've got to. Yeah. It's like, just admit you liked it as it was. You don't need to be this pretentious twat about it. <laughs> <laughs> so Mad Max is one of the movies I watched for the first time this month. The, first, the very first Mad Max movie. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. It's, um, oh, no, not Fury Road, sorry. Fury Road's the one in that you need to see in black and white. No, the, the original, whatever it was, movie. Um, yeah, I actually watched it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and? The first ever time. Uh, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's an odd film. It's, it's very different know, to what came after. Oh, incredibly different. And it's just... Bleak uh, as fuck as well. Yeah, it really, really is um, really bleak. Uh, I, I did enjoy it. Um, as I said, I don't think I definitely didn't expect it to be like that. Yeah. It's a, yeah. yeah, it's got one of the bleakest endings. Oh, bloody hell, yeah. With the, you know, it'll take you this long to cut through the chain, it'll take you this long to cut through the bone on your leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not a choice. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, uh, yeah, so uh, let me go for I've got a list of some of the movies I've recently revisited. Okay, there's a, quite a few of them. Um, I'll go with them in alphabetical order because they're all on my iPad in alphabetical order. Uh, so we'll start with so as I said, I've, I've very, gone very much into my 80s and 90s movies, my popcorn movies, if you like, uh, and my uh, my, my comedies as well, and just you know, and so we went. I started off so Air Force One, was one I love Air Force One, yeah, great. That film. was on the long list of uh 90s action movies, yeah. Uh, Armageddon, I see Armageddon, shit, but I enjoy it, yeah, of course. It is. I love the Jason Isaacs thing with Armageddon that they just kept him around because they liked him. So he was just yeah. largely just walking around doing nothing for days and he couldn't take another job <laughs> in case they wanted to use him. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Love that film. Yeah. Again, there's an Am Why Not episode on that as well. Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, I, was, I, I also watched Big and I think from there I got a little bit of a Tom Hanks thing because um, it was also uh, The Burbs. Um, I keep meaning to rewatch The Burbs, but I can never quite bring myself to do it. Yeah. There's certain films from my childhood that I just can't quite get back to. 
Mm. It's like the Goonies. I just will not rewatch the Goonies for fear that it is an absolute pile of shit. Yeah. Um, I also had a bit of a, a John Candy thing as well. Uh, because I'd I watched. Have you ever seen? I can't remember the name of it. Bear with me a second. Um, these are in alphabetical order, so uh, fuck it. What's it called? Cool Runnings. No, 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 no. The real Harry Crumb. Delirious. No. no, nothing but trouble. Yes, I've seen nothing but trouble. That's great. I loved that film. Did you? I really did. See, really that's one I remember it. really liking, but I tried to rewatch it, and it's just it's, gr- it's grim and horrible. It is really grotesque. I mean, proper. Grotesque. It makes me feel physically ill. That film. Yeah, I can't. I, I, can, I can see why. Absolutely. It's I bought quite... it ex rental from the video shop. Yeah. Years and years and years ago, and then I caught it on telly or something a few years back, and it's just like mm. this film's horrible. I can't believe I ever liked it. Oh, it is, it is absolutely With the exception horrible. of the Chevy Chase hole in the wall at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's grim um, as fuck. I went through the National Lampoon movies as well. Talking about Chevy Chase. What, I can't the, talk about the Chevy Chase thing. The vacation ones. Yeah. Um, sorry, yeah. Yeah, the vacations. Um, I've never seen um, Vegas Vacation before. Yeah, that's the one that isn't a National Lampoon. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. I've never watched it. It just looked. I sad. quite enjoyed it. <laughs> no, I I quite enjoyed it actually. Um, I mean, yeah. it can't be as bad as um, Christmas Vacation Two. See, I didn't know there was a Christmas Vacation Two until you mentioned it a while ago. Yeah, it's all cousin Randy. Or yeah. cousin Eddie, sorry, it's Randy Quaid, Eddie. isn't it? Cousin Randy Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Um, Which apparently is only mo- notable for having the original sister in it. Oh, oh. What's, what's Rusty's what? sister called? Um, um, Aubrey, Audrey, Audrey. Yeah, Audrey. I think it's got the original Audrey in it, or oh, it's the only time that looks a lot like uh, what's his name from a uh, police academy. Um, uh, Hauser. I don't she, know. She, she looks, looks like Hauser. No, she looks just like him. Looks like him. Yeah, no, she does. She looks just like Hauser. Yeah. Weird. And I'm Mauser, sure. sorry, not Hauser, Mauser. Sure, she loves that. Yeah, she does. Level up. Get two pictures up. Uh, right. Yeah, um, I love the vacation movies. Yeah, I do. They're good. For, so, yeah, Christmas vacation. I, I still, to this day, whenever the windows need putting up in the car, you know, roll them up. Roll them up. <laughs> Even though nobody rolls a car, uh, window up anymore. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, His, so... Yeah, carry on. I'm looking up whether it's the original Audrey or... Yeah, the original Audrey's back for National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Island, <laughs> which has a rocking score on IMDb of 2.7. Jesus. I, yeah. Uh, my favourite movie at the moment has ended with this month because I've seen it probably three times because I've really enjoyed it. Empire Records. I like Empire Records. It's yes. Rex Manning Day. Yeah, Rex Manning Day. Yeah, um, really good film. Um, that's a bit of Liv Tyler as well. Can't beat a bit of Liv Tyler. Uh, I love um, Empire. It always cracked me up that one of my bosses at HMV, um, 
always in interviews told people that it's nothing like Empire Records working here. <laughs> it's like it's not high fidelity and it's not Empire Records. <laughs> Basically going, it's shit, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, no, I, I, I love Empire Records. That was one of those nobody really knew about it sort of films and then suddenly it got a cult following. Because mm. it's early Rennie Zellweger as well, isn't it? Very early Zellweger, yeah. And Anthony LaPaglia being cool yeah. and drumming and shit. Which I like Anthony um, LaPaglia anyway. Uh, other films I watched, I, were, I watched, I had a bit of a Kevin Smith thing as well, which I went through most of the Kevin Smith movies, the early Kevin Smith movies, the Busky ones, the. Um, so uh, I watched Clerks again for the first time in about 10 years. I also, rewatched Clerks not long ago. I also really enjoyed Clerks too. I really like Clerks too. Yeah, it was a lot better than I, I thought it would be. I'd not seen it before. I um, I love the whole thing about you know we even took criminology chances while we do in training to be fucking Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. What else? I watched, I watched Chasing Amy, uh, Dogma. I really, really enjoyed Dogma. Yeah, see, Dogma was one you tried to put me on two years ago when I was like, no, I don't find it funny. And then I just really got into Kevin Smith films and I absolutely love it now. I struggle with newer Kevin Smith, I'm not going to lie. I I didn't like Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I've not seen that yet. There were a couple of bits in it, but it just felt like a fan movie. And Mm. I don't know, it just felt a little bit sad. Um, other random movies I just came upon uh, Cooties have you heard of Cooties yeah I've got no desire to watch it because it involves terrible kids movie. Yeah, terrible you, movie you know my feeding on stuff involving kids so. yeah um, DC Cab Mr. Duh. T Mr. T uh, drives uh-huh. a cab it's a bit like AT with uh, with um, uh, Taxi Okay. It, it, it's all right. It's a bit stupid. Um, uh, but yeah, Adam Baldwin's in it as well. Gary Busey. <laughs> that's that's a I'm, no. I'm not. I'm not pissing off Gary Busey again. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dead Men Don't Wear played. Days I love that film. I like Days and Confused uh, as well. Yeah. Fast Times at Richmond High. Yep. Love that as well. Great film. Uh, Just till dawn. Uh, funny Farm. Oh, I haven't seen that for years. Chevy Chase, uh, yeah. where he moves I out to the country. That's the one, yeah. Um, it's a little bit like uh, Mini Pit, I thought, that kind of movie. I'll tell you one film I really disliked, and I knew this, knew this, and this is probably going to be quite controversial. I watched it the other day, and I just didn't like it. I just thought it was dull. Get Shorty. <gasps> Blasphemy, I, I love Get Shorty. Yeah, no, I just didn't like it. I thought it I'm, was really... I'm just... I'm hanging up. <laughs> I thought you were right. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, Goodfellas. I mean, I've watched that quite a few times. At the moment, at work, I, I'm, hopefully no one from my work's listening to this. I watch a lot of movies <laughs> at work um, where I basically put them on in the background, you know, it, and then I'll just go through, you know, and just, and again, you know the movie, so you don't have to give it a lot of attention. But I've just been revisiting, and, and sometimes you get into a bit of a, a, a bit of a, a um, 
what they call it, a rabbit warrant, you know, and you can kind of go down a rabbit hole. Well, yeah, that's what happened like, to me with Father of the Bride. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, I was, yeah, as I said, a bit of a Dan Aykroyd, John Candy kind of thing. So things like The Great Outdoors, um, uh, one of my, you know, planes, trains, automobiles, massive favourite of mine. You know. Summer rental? Uh, Have you done summer rental yet? Summer rental, I believe so. Hang on a minute. John Candy uh, one. Yeah, hang on a minute. Piku, I meant to pick you Summer rental? No. Ah. Summer school? Oh shit. <gasps> I like summer school. Mark Carmen's summer school. Yeah. Uh, um, that's shocking. Uh, <laughs> uh, in Bruges. Uh, See, I, I have mixed feelings on In Bruges. There's a lot of In Bruges that I really like, and then there's other bits mm. of it that just left me cold. Yeah. Uh, great Outdoors, as I said. Oh, interesting movie. Random, but quite interesting. I watched The Informant with Matt Damon. I've still not watched that. I got it on DVD and just never got around to watching it. Quite interesting. Um, it's in, yeah, it's got a nice little twist, I thought, at the end. Mm. Um, Idiocracy. Which one, what? Idiocracy with Luke Wilson. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I quite like that. Yeah, I like that. That's a nice, that's in my um, office space. I know it's the same bloke, but that's my office, you know, like office space and uh, employee of the month. Yeah. You know. I like th- those two as well. Are my very much my go-to movies. Um, stop me if you're bored. I got, I still got a few, quite a few of these. Um, nice call list. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, these are me buying the movie because they come on cheap on on the Apple Store, like one ninety nine, two ninety nine. So I've just been buying them up. Uh, Meatballs. Um, I've not seen that for years. I oh, love it. Great film. Um, again, it's just a lovely, easy movie. Uh, more rats I'm kind of a little bit fed up with more rats just makes me think of Saturdays in the 90s I love it for that it just a flood of nostalgia comes back I think it's the blind date element of it as well yeah yeah of course yeah uh, Office Surprising Have you seen that uh, don't think so Zachary Levi and a couple of other it's very much uh, if the Americans did Shaun of the Dead, I suppose. Uh, I think it was it came off the back. It's only a couple of years old, actually. It's okay. In, um, yeah, imagine Office Space crossed with Shaun of the Dead. That's exactly yeah. what it is, actually. Uh, Passengers, good film. It's all right. It's got a very flawed message at the middle of it. Yeah. Oh, in yeah, that, yeah. you know, he, he pretty much kills her by waking her up. Yeah. And the weirdest Andy Garcia cameo. Remind me who Andy Garcia is. Is he at the end? Who Andy Garcia is? Oh, no, no. Yeah, I mean in the movie. I know yeah, the he's the who... captain or whatever captain. is at the end. Is he dead? Has he got a broken arm or something? I honestly can't remember. He doesn't say a single fucking word. Oh, <laughs> uh, does he not? I thought, um, uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? Martin Sheen was very, was it Martin Sheen? Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen, sorry. Michael Sheen. That's the robot barman. He's great, yeah. Yeah, I got Shining vibes off him. Oh, yeah, yeah, very much so. Very much so. Um, I bought all the Police Academy movies when they're on sale one week. 
I got as far as Peace Academy 5 before I didn't bother with the rest. I was going to say, do you not buy four and they just bung the rest in for free? Because Pretty much. Um, uh, Popstar. Never Stop, Never Stopping. It's quite good fun. Uh, yeah, I like the uh, thing with Seal in that. Mm. About how he got his scars. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, Repo Man. Seen it years ago. Honestly, can't remember anything about it. Really weird. Really fucked up movie. Uh, um, Secret to My Success. Seen that years ago. Quite enjoyed it. Can't remember um, much about it. Yeah. Um, I, I went through a big uh, John Hughes thing as well. So. There was like a John Hughes package that I bought, so 16 Candles and Breakfast Club and things like that. Uh, Sky Captain, World of Tomorrow, Smoking and Bandit, World of Two, Soap Dish. I love Soap Dish. Great film. Uh, Again, slightly problematic with its reveal of the uh, antagonist character at the end. but Yeah. Um. Oh, I'll tell you what, what I did watch. It really, really weird. Have you seen Turbo Kid? No. Oh, watch that. Give that a go. Um, it's it's deliberately done like a B, like a, an Australian B movie. Um, it's got my client side in it. Okay. Um, give that a go. It's, I don't know how to think it. It's a very. I don't think it knows what it wants to be. It's it's a very um nostalgia movie, but it's a bit weird yeah um yeah uh untouchables unstoppable uh snowpiercer one of my i told you about the movie i absolutely hated weird science yeah can't stand it again uh, it's one of those ones that i can't quite bring myself to rewatch it because i loved it as a teen as you would mm. Um. Yeah. Um. You watched Chip and Dale yet? Yes, loved it. Really liked that. Great um, little film. Very funny in bits as well. I've uh, I've mostly been going back and watching either films I've not watched for a long time or gaps of films that I always wanted to watch but never got around to. It's like The Air up there with Kevin Bacon and mainly oh, yeah. mainly a lot of nineties movies. Um, yeah. I finally watched Attack the Block, which I quite enjoyed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, recent-ish stuff I watched. Halloween Kills. What a pile of steaming turd. Okay, I've not seen that. I hated that. I really quite liked the 2018 one. I didn't think it was the masterpiece everybody led me to believe it was going to be. Yeah. Um, I watched the last Matrix movie, Resurrections. Any point? Any point re- watch? Or- you know when you watch a film and you're like, I really don't know if I liked that or not. Yeah. I just couldn't decide on it. Um, I watched Hustle, the Adam Sandler film on Netflix. So fucking good. Oh, really? Okay. That's in my top ten of the year at the moment. Um, is, that well, a, is, it a, is it a typical Adam Sandler comedy? It's a comedy drama one. It's like he's a basketball scout. Yeah. And he finds this guy in Spain, and it's basically him bringing him over and then training him up ready for... Um, it pretty much does everything you'd expect from that type of sports movie, but I'm a sucker for those kind of sport movies anyway. But it's just really good, and he's really good in it. Mm. Um, I watched Ali and Ava. That was good. Um, um, 
Jerry and Marge go large on Paramount Plus is an enjoyable. It's about a couple who work out how to fiddle the lottery, but it's all legal. Okay. And they basically keep winning it on a regular basis and like putting the money into their town, that sort of thing. Um, that was an enjoyable yeah. film, kind of like what they used to make in, you know, when like Touchstone or Warner Brothers used to make things like Doc Hollywood or oh, those yeah, small yeah. town kind of movies. Yeah. Was that? Um, I rewatched Lake Placid. Um, uh, senior year, Cat wanted to watch that. That was uh, it was alright. Um, I watched a John Travolta film called Life on the Line, which is like the longest 85 minutes of my life. Oh, really? I just thought I'd give it a try, and mm. I wish I hadn't. Um, Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes is fucking superb. Okay. It's Not a short. It's a short. I think it's Chinese or Japanese. Um, it's basically he finds out that his telly in the cafe that he works in is connected to his telly upstairs, but there's a two-minute delay, so he can see two minutes into the future. Okay. <laughs> so he basically, from the one telly, he can talk to himself in the past. Um, yeah. It's really good. It's really inventive. I mean, you've got to take a couple of leaps of suspension of disbelief, kind of thing, for certain things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really, really, really inventive and good. And like I say, it's only on for just over an hour. So where is it on Netflix? No, it was on all four. I don't know if it's still on there or not. Okay. Um, I watched the last Mortal Kombat film. Oh, yeah, I quite like that. Yeah, it was fine. It was neither good nor bad. I watched the last Charlie's Angels film, which was fine. Mm. Uh, I rewatched Grease too because it's better than Grease. I said it. Greece is horrible. Um, of course, we we lost Living Newton John, didn't we? We did. Yeah, and that's no disrespect to Living Newton John. I just Greece has got a horrible message at the centre of it. Yeah. And the car flies at the end. Because they die at the beginning. Yeah. Although that then means that Greece Two is a moot point. Um, <laughs> I've watched a few decentish documentaries, and then. Shall we talk about Marvel? Okay, bear with me two seconds. I'm talking the can. It's going to go. There you go. Oh, Sorry, and I watched. I watched a really good documentary about Ryan Robson, which I got no interest in football, but I really enjoyed that documentary. Okay. Because obviously I grew up in a Man United house, and Brian Robson was like <laughs> the hero. And you, I mean, I don't know much about football, but you do kind of forget what a great fucking footballer he was. Even as somebody who doesn't like football. Hmm. You know, like when you like, you know, I've got no interest in this sport, but I can tell that that's a genuinely gifted player. Yeah. Or like, you know, I've got no interest in that kind of music, but I can tell that that's a genuinely gifted saxophone player or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's that sort of thing. Um. Yeah, Marvel. What the fuck's going on with Marvel? Uh, go on. Because, <sighs> I mean, I've been a bit more down on than you. I rewatched. Spider-Man No Way Home when it came out and I enjoyed it a lot more the second time. Yeah. Um, but Eternals left me cold. Shang-Chi oh, left yeah. me cold. Black Widow left me cold. I thought Doctor Strange would do it for me. Nope. Left me cold as fuck. Really? <laughs> um, it's difficult, obviously, to talk about things, but I was sort of... My rule was that if Thor, Love and Thunder doesn't do it for me, I can just start waiting for him to come on Disney+. Plus. Have you seen that yet? I have. And... I'm going to start waiting for Marvel films to come onto Disney Plus. Shit me, yeah. 
I'm fucked if I'm parting with anyone. They just feel like they're treading ground. I thought some. I, I enjoy. Yeah, I I went in hoping it would be another Ragnarok. And it it's was, not even thought, half a Ragnarok. It's no, not it's even not. like the thumb of it, Ragnarok. It, it was some of it was very poor. I thought like it felt like, like you, you know when your dad told you a joke as a kid, mm-hmm. and it was a terrible dad joke, but you kind of smirked at it. But it's kind of like the dad then carried on telling you that joke mm-hmm. until you either got you laughed at it properly or you got so pissed off that you just left. <laughs> yeah. And it felt like that's what it was doing with like the whole thing about, you know, him cheating on Stormbreaker with Mjolnir. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. oh, like I say, if the people are still liking the Marvel movies and that is awesome. It's just the whole superhero stuff's leaving me cold. I just, I mean, it's kind of telling for me that they've announced, like, the next, up to phase six, and it building towards two Avengers movies. It feels mm-hmm. like they're kind of like, shit, people are starting to lose it with us. Yeah. Throw some yeah. shit out. Yeah. It, it, it's... yeah I, but I, I, it's I gone that's... from must-see to, I mean, in yeah. some ways, the pandemic was the best thing that fucking happened to Marvel, because after Endgame, they needed a break. I just think they needed a longer fucking break because I just don't care anymore. I, I mean, I, I've, I've spoken about this at length. I'm sure I have a view as well. But well, you've got the perfect uh, phase three. It was Endgame phase three or phase four? Phase three, wasn't it? Yeah, we're in four now, aren't we? Yeah. So everything up to phase three, it was pretty much perfect. Okay, apart from the old one. But the way that they all rounded off and you had that massive big build-up and the hype and then you had the Thanos character. It was all leading up to this god of a uh, of a bad of a bad guy who was, you know, who could take them all out. And then you think, wow, you've got your crescendo, you know, you've got your, your, your peak. And then straight after that, they tried to, they add so many different elements to the Marvel Universe that you know about. You know, obviously you've got the multiverse, you've got the time police, you've got the Shang-Chi thing. Um, uh, you know, you've got all these little things. Oh, you've got the Eternals. And you're just thinking, uh, you know, they, they aren't, you can't put them into that universe anymore. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about it today. What they're lacking is a character with the charisma of Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Because I love Cap. But you kind of needed Robert Downey Jr. for the earnestness of Cap to be a bit more acceptable. It's a bit like the whole Cyclops Wolverine thing. You need Wolverine for Cyclops to work. Otherwise, Cyclops is just a fucking Mm. plank of wood. And, you know, there's a very real possibility with Cap. I mean, obviously, Cap survived in his own movies without Robert Downey Jr. until the third one. Yeah. Um, And, you know, they got the tone of Cap perfectly. It just feels like they don't really know what they're doing tonally with it. They either all feel like they're just pale imitations of previous characters because they're trying to fill that void. Mm. Um, It also feels like, what am I investing in? It's like, right, slight spoilers for Doctor Strange. So skip on like a couple of minutes. If that, have you seen it? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that film ends with him screaming in the street and then his third eye appearing. And then the mid-credit scene, like Charlie Theron shows up and is all like, "Let's go deal with this shit." And he's like, "Yeah, awesome." And he like his third eye pops out. It's like, why did you end on that? If in the mid-credit scene you're going to show me that everything's cool with it? Yeah. 
Yeah, what, what the fuck? And um, like I say, just I don't like what they've done with Thor, where they've made him a dumbass. Yeah. Thor was never a dumbass. He was a fish out of water. That was what was funny about it. But he needs to be, you know, Thor proper when the situation calls for it, not some mm. doofus who's fucking stumbling through life. Um, I don't know. Like I say, it just feels like they don't really know what they're doing anymore. I'm sure they do, and I'm sure it'll build up something, and we'll all get excited about it again. But mm. and it's, it's this, you know, every movie, especially the ending of the movie, exists purely to promote the next one. Yeah, I and said to my friend at work, the guy I work with, that you know, it feels a little bit like you're only watching some of the films to get to the mid-credit scene, so you can mm. see what's coming next. It's yeah. like, and that's no way to build a universe. It's like the TV shows. Mm. Even at six episodes, they feel so fucking long. It's like Ms. Marvel. There was bits in Ms. Marvel I loved. Yeah. Tonally, I liked the whole, you know, almost Spider-Man-esque, angsty teen approach to it. But at the same time, I'm here to see Ms. Marvel. Funny enough. If you want to I make only... an angsty teen comedy, awesome. Yeah. Make that serious. I will watch that. But if you're going to throw superpowers in, start doing some superpower shit as well. Yeah. I, I only watched Miss Marvel because I heard that there was a big revelation right at the very the end credits of the last episode. That was a bit of a Marvel game changer. And what? And it, it was a musical cue. Eh? <laughs> hey? And it was a musical cue. Yeah. Yes. Without, without spoiling yes. it. Yes, it was. Of course it was. Yeah. Um, and that was the only reason that I actually went through it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, like I say, it was perfectly fine. But if you want to do that show, it's like Moon Knight. Moon Knight was perfectly fine. But at the same time, stop dragging your heels. <laughs> I haven't watched Moon Knight. It's a few. I haven't, I haven't watched Moon Knight. I have not watched I think it's because they're Hawkeye. origins. Yeah. Hawkeye was great. I re- did really did like Hawkeye. There was yeah, a couple I of episodes that were a bit. You could probably chop these, it'd be fine. Because the other problem is, and it's a bit like the Star Wars series at the moment, is it just feels like they're there half to tell that character story and half to set up three spin-off series. Because mm. have you seen Obi-Wan yet? I have, yeah. Right, Obi-Wan was the Star Wars series I was fucking excited for. Yeah. I had Disney Plus and I was counting down for Obi-Wan because I love Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan in the prequels. Um, and I thought there was a lot more that they could do with that. And then that series came out, and it was dull as fucking shit for the most part. Mm. And I, yeah, just, but again, it felt like there's characters in it that you're like, why are we spending so much time with this character? They're not that exciting, other than the fact that you're testing the waters for whether you can spin a shelf or not. That was my problem with series two of The Mandalorian, was after yeah. a while it felt like they were just putting in characters to do spin offs from. And then they yeah. started announcing multiple fucking spin off series. Yeah, I mean, the second, yeah, um, like the book of Boba Fett, um, how can you take one of the most iconic, exciting characters in the original Star Wars trilogy and then make the best episode nothing about Boba Fett? Because do you know what the problem with Boba Fett is? It's because the Mandalorian exists, so you don't need Boba Fett anymore. He's a completely redundant character, because everything interesting you could do with Boba Fett, you'd already done with the Mandalorian. That's absolutely true. They should. The Mandalorian should have just been a Boba Fett series from the beginning if they wanted to do that. Because yeah. it felt like they were like, 
we want to do this Boba Fett movie. And they're like, yeah, Solo's not really gone the way we want, so we're shelving that. And they're like, well, we'll just take those ideas then and put them into The Mandalorian. Yeah. And that's 100% what that felt like it was. And then they were like, well, actually, no, let's check Boba Fett in and get people really excited. <laughs> and then they did that, and it was shit. <laughs> it was. It, or it wasn't shit, but... I said when they posted a story, I commented on something online when they posted a story about the Disney Plus ad thing and the price going up if you don't want ads. Mm. Or stay on the same price and get ads. It's like, why pay extra for mediocre at this stage? Mm. There's nothing in it with the exception of Only Murders in the Building and the new series of The Orville, which mm. I let him build up before I started to watch. There's nothing in that that makes me think, fuck me. I need to get Disney Plus to watch this. Uh, I mean, it got to the point with Obi-Wan where I didn't give a fuck if I went on Twitter and it spoiled it for me. Yeah. There are some fantastic Disney documentaries. Oh, have you been watching Light and Magic? Uh, No, I've seen the first half of the episode, realised it was the one that I need to watch and give all my attention to, so I've stopped that. Yeah, it's a bit... Um, If you're not into, like, that sort of thing, it can be quite dry. But, I mean, there was a couple of episodes where I was a bit in the middle, just like, this feels a bit self-congratulatory kind of thing, as these things made by the company that's behind the company kind of thing do. Um, But at the same time, it was fascinating stuff. I mean, I've got no interest in really computer stuff, that sort of thing, but just the designs and the mechanics and the model making and then sort of the happy medium they found between model making and computers. Yeah. There's an amazing documentary... Uh, I'm just turning Disney Plus on as we speak so I can remember what it's called because I can't remember the name of it. All right, while you're looking that up, um, the the thing that people forget with George Lucas is how much he pushed cinema forward. Yeah. I mean, his whole thing with the prequels was whether or not you like the films and whether or not you like how heavily everything became CGI post it. His whole thing was about pushing filmmaking forward with those films. Yeah. To the point where you get you have digital filmmaking now because George Lucas pushed it forward for Attack of the Clones. They had it a little bit in The Phantom Menace and then they pushed it forward and then Attack of the Clones was the first film shot fully digitally. Oh, was it really? And, um, yeah, because he basically went to Sony and made them, they were working on a camera and he told them it needs to be this sort of frame of thing. Mm. And then it needed a specific lens, so we went to Panavision and they created a lens specially for him. And then to show it digitally, they had to build special projectors, which they basically let cinemas use for free to get them used to it. And it was all about pushing filmmaking forward. That was always his thing about Force Awakens, was that it did nothing to push filmmaking forward. It's like Mm. all stuff we've seen before. And his whole thing with Star Wars was that you use something like that to push filming. Because you think, again, the practical effects in Star Wars were groundbreaking. Yeah. At the time, even if it felt like it was stuff you'd seen before, it pushed the boundaries in so many ways. Model work, um, even the, you know, for want of a better term, digital effects then. And um, But yeah, it's a really interesting thing, and it really is. Like I say, a lot of people like to shit on George Lucas, but I kind of get the feeling with George Lucas to a certain degree, the films weren't that interesting to him. It was the techniques behind it that... Mm. was what he was truly passionate about I don't think he'd deny that if you accused him of it but 
And just the way, you know, things like T2 pushed it forward, Jurassic Park pushed it forward. But, yeah, of course. But yeah, what was the... It is, the uh, yeah, Disney Sketchbook. Oh, I got that on my to-watch list. It's amazing. It's so relaxing to watch. Uh, it's just artists drawing the characters and explaining how they draw it and how they come up with the designs. So you've got the six episodes. The first one is the Llama from Emperor's New Groove. And you've got Olaf, the genie, Captain Hook, and Mirabelle from Encanto. And what's the last one? Oh, and Simba from Lion King. Okay. It's absolutely brilliant. It's so lovely to watch. Yeah. It I'm, just kind of shows their techniques and how they, you know, all about the, 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 the stretch and the pull of, of, you know, the animation styles and things like that. Just really, really good. Yeah. I'll tell you what else is really good is the George Carlin documentary that I think is still on Sky. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, George Carlin, American Dream. I mean, I love George Carlin. He's one of my favorite stand up comedians. Obviously not with us anymore. Um, and I became most first aware of him, obviously, as Rufus in the Bill and Ted films and then the Kevin Smith films. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because he's Cardinal Glick in Dogma. Dogma, yeah. And he's he's chasing Amy with that, isn't he? No, that's Not Jersey Girl. Chasing Amy, Jersey Girl. Yeah, Jersey And he's, he's the hitchhiker in um, James and Bob Strike Back. Of course he is. Yeah. Sure, if you don't make with the head. <laughs> That's that amazing thing where he gets in the truck, just opens his mouth and his head goes down. <laughs> <laughs> just a superb little bit of, like, you know, facial acting. Mm. Have you seen the I Am Groot shorts yet? No, again, my dislike, of, well, not dislike, but my just general apathy towards all things Marvel at the moment meant I'm not. Yeah. She-Hulk starts this week as well, and I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'll give that a watch. Um, I'll tell you what I've been watching. with Dan. One of my favourite things when I get home and after Dan's got home from school is that we've been watching cartoons. Mm-hmm. So we watched the CGI Netflix Master of the Universe series, the one that's aimed at younger kids. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was going to be shit, and I actually really, really enjoyed it. There's some great things in it, like with Skeletor coming up to He-Man's dad and being like, you know, making some comment about him not even acknowledging him. And he's like, nah, because obviously he had skin when he last saw him, mm. and now he's Skeletor. He's like, what, you change your hair and I don't notice, and you get all upset about it? <laughs> His whole <laughs> face is gone. Um, and it's got Stephen Fry in it as Manny Faces. Oh, really? Awesome. But they've they've changed things. It's going to piss people off. Like Ram Man's a girl now, and yeah. that's something. But it's really good. The third series starts this week as well. But we also watched Voltron Legendary De- uh, Legendary Defender. Oh wow! Okay. We watched all eight seasons of that, um, yeah. which is the new Netflix one, not the original one. Yeah. Um, although it does have a nice nod to the original one in it, and um, that's really good. There's a couple of scenes in it where you're like, "Fuck me, this is doing nothing." <laughs> mm. But it's just been nice to sit with Dan and watch cartoons after school. Of course. Because, I mean, I'm, I've, I've largely lost Jack, to be fair. Yeah. He's, he's up in his room listening to records and talking to his friends on the Wii and his phone and that. Yeah. But Dan still lets me have a couple of innings. 
so it's just <laughs> become our thing after school so we've been looking for things to watch and they've been um mattel action on youtube once a week of releasing the 2000 t-man series okay it used to be on cartoon network i think it's the yeah. first three episodes on there um which is weird because the first one i was like i'd forgotten that the voice of leonardo from the 80s turtles cartoon is the voice of prince adam no way. so that was terrible but um that's worth checking out on youtube yeah because i loved that series i remember watching it i think it was six o'clock on cartoon network every weekday in the early 2000s cat be like mm. are you watching fucking he-man yeah <laughs> And um, yeah, easily the best think? version of He-Man I've seen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's been fun. Uh, might try and get him back into Batman Beyond or Batman the Animated Series again as well. Mm. Once we run out of He-Man episodes. Because we watch like two or three after school, depending on the day. So. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it's... Uh, it's been good. Jack's into Elvis now. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Watching the movie. Yeah. So he's, he's filled the planner up with Elvis movies and he's been raiding my in-laws record collection. So he's got some Elvis records now as well as some original Beatles albums. So his record collection's worth more than mine. Yeah, I bet. But yeah. He's really into his music. It's quite frustrating because I'm kind of like, you know, because obviously he goes into year nine, the third year of senior school soon. Mm. And you know what it's like. And you're like, you know, you need to start thinking about what you want to do when you leave school. I generally think he could have do something with writing about music. A bit like I always wished I'd actually pursued writing about film. But when you're at school, you don't yeah. fucking focus on that shit, do you? No, you don't. The things I wanted to do was either work in comics, which everybody told me was pie in the sky. Doesn't happen to people, even though, you know, it must happen to people because some fuckers drawing them. But the other thing was that all the comics I read were based in New York, which just seemed like an impossible million miles away kind of place. Um, or to do something in film, either writing about film or and which was another thing that was just it doesn't happen. <laughs> but again, it obviously does happen. It's just knowing what to do. But. I don't know what the guidance counsellor was like for you at school. They were absolutely shit mm. for me. Yeah, so, I, I was told that um, they had to fill out the form and then they sent you a, a letter. The letter said what you should be, what you're most um, suitable to be. I was yeah. told I could be, I could, was told I could be a waiter. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, I've still got the letter somewhere. It says a waiter. I honestly can't remember what mine said. I think because I'd expressed that I'd gone on holiday and enjoyed taking photos, that they were like, mm. you know, why don't you look at working with a photographer? Mm. And I did a work placement thing with, I think when I was in sit form. And it was like, being a photographer is dull as fuck, man. Mm. <laughs> um, it's just. So. Um, it's not sexy, though. Like they make it look in the movies. Yeah, absolutely. There were no Playboy bunnies or pen yeah. shoots. It was like it, take... Jack, I know you got in a drum kit, but has Jack got any other interest in learning music instruments? Nope, he hasn't even touched his fucking drum kit. No. It's just sitting in the living room gathering dust. Every so often Daniel touches it for a little bit and plays some music and then... Yeah. I think Daniel's going to be a tinkerer. Yeah. 
Um, I'd like Daniel to do something with art because he's really good, you know, in yeah, a in a ten year old child kind of way. But his imagination's the, there. Yeah, exactly. He's got the enthusiasm, hasn't he? And um, yeah, it's, like I say, he's got a sketch pad. He takes around and his friends draw something in it. Then he draws something in it, and Love it. they draw these weird little comics that you know, to an adult, you know, he's not going to win an Eisner or anything, but. But it's that thing of being encouraging enough that you're not setting him up for a fall yeah. kind of thing. But if he enjoys, it's all about him enjoying enjoying doing it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. he needs he needs prompting sometimes to remind him that he hasn't drawn anything for a while because he will quite happily just sit playing games. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'd quite like to keep that spark alive in him. Jack used to be good at it, but then he just lost the spark and the interest in it. Mm. And you're just like you can't force it. You need that spark and interest to stay alive, kind of thing. Um, you know, obviously, it didn't happen with you because it was part of your work, kind of thing. So you've always done something creatively like that. But I know for me, I stopped drawing for a long time and then got back into it. But I think it's because I had that spark and thing as a kid. Mm. But you know, we had less things to distract us as kids as well. Because <laughs> I didn't have a telly in my room, so it was listening to the Dirt Mags radio plays, reading comics, and copying pictures from them. Yeah, that was largely my or listening to uh, "Kind of Magic" by Queen and drawing, mm. or "Night at the Opera," which seems to be the only two Queen albums we had around. Mine was. The- I obviously listened to other music as well, but those are the two albums that really stick with me as the ones that I was drawing to. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> or at least the ones I'm willing to admit to. It's like, yeah, yeah, I used to knock out a drawing to the Nick Berry album. Whoa. <laughs> Fucking heartbeat and every loser wins. Yeah. Rock on. Yeah. <laughs> it's Robson and Jerome. Oh, I mean, can't go wrong with a bit of Robson and Jerome. <laughs> We've been watching those um, Top of the Pop story of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, which, you know, get a little bit. The years you're less interested in, they're quite tedious, but there's some good ones of those. I know it's got me back into the Mates music that I'd forgotten all about, because obviously we watched the Top of the Pops, because they're repeating, they're on 1993 at the minute. So, bands and songs I'd forgotten all about. Um, Sort of reignited a interest in Suede, the story of '96. Mm. I missed sort of. I said many times how much I missed the '90s. The the problematic areas of the '90s. A bit like when you watch things set in the '50s, and it's not about the problems that are over there. It's about how cool and awesome like '50s diners and the cars yeah. and the music was. <laughs> yeah. Nostalgia has a way of you know pushing out the. Uh, Slightly questionable shit. The, the the things we used to say that were okay at the time, but really weren't okay at the time, but everybody got away with it kind of thing. <laughs> but I don't know, it's just the music, that whole, I was never into it at the time, but it just, it was there in the background kind of thing. So it's been quite nice rediscovering like Suede and Pulp and yeah, Oasis and Blur and pretty much the whole Britpop thing that largely passed me by at the time. Because I've always been about 10, 20 years behind in my music. 
Yes. And when everybody was rocking out to Oasis, I was like, have you heard this band Led Zeppelin? <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, because you largely grow up mostly influenced by the music your parents have, aren't you? Yeah, very much so. It's like what Elvis, the Beatles, Beatles, Rod Stewart, yeah. you know, none of the cool shit. Yeah. People are like, you were an Oasis. I'm like, never mind that. Have you heard Vagabond Heart by Rod Stewart? It's fucking banging. <laughs> mine, was, mine was Bee Gees, ABBA, and Gene Pitney. Um, and, oh, and, and the Wright Brothers. <laughs> All perfectly good stuff. I just quite like hearing a song and falling down a rabbit hole now. Yeah. Um, Although I've, I found it doesn't always help with Hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> Although I got it in one again today. Uh, remind me on the second. Oh, you see. Uh, uh, remind me what my book today's was. It was Young Folks by Peter Bjorn and John. Yeah, I didn't get today's. Uh, I didn't oh, get the cream was... one the other day. Yeah. I was I convinced didn't. it was Hendrix. Yeah, it, it's... it's um... Either that or, uh, like, Tell thought it was um, Deep Purple, Smoke on the Water. Yeah, that was the other one I was... I was like, well, if it's not Hendrix, then it's got to be Deep Fucking Purple. So, no, it's mm. Cream. Dan got it when it was Opal 65 Blue. Yeah, we got that as well. That's because you've seen Iron Man 3. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the ones where you, like, a second sometimes is either more than enough or... It's when you like, no, I didn't get it from that second, so I'll knock it on a little bit. So, no. I got it the other day Did with you... Alice in Chains, Man in the Box. I got yeah. Green Day. Yeah. Um, Did you get Verve yesterday? I got the Verve, yeah. Again, how could you not? <laughs> mm. um, I'll tell you what I bloody failed on, and I feel so bloody stupid. Was um, I, uh, It was framed a couple of days ago. Uh, and I still didn't get it when the third one was a newspaper that says um, doubt, uh, police doubt fire was was accidental. And I yep. still didn't get it. Yeah. No, because I, I was like, shit. What what crime thrillers were set yeah. in San Francisco that aren't Dirty Harry, that aren't Bullet, that aren't? <laughs> yeah. I even showed it to Cat, and I was like, I really should have got it from that. She's like, well, yeah. the only thing I can think of from that is Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. That's like fucking hell. I got Gremlins from the first one though. Yes, I got Gremlins from the first one too. I didn't get Lego Movie today from that though. Bollocks that. Oh, I, okay, yeah, I I got that one. I I did. It's weird. I should have got it, but then I looked at it and I was like, I should have zoomed in and realised they were bricks. I did. But part of me was like, was... that looks like Valerian. Yeah. You know I when did, you think I you're did... being clever. Yeah. <laughs> I did think it was cars to begin with. Uh, then I zoomed in and I saw it was made out of Lego bricks. I should have looked at the clouds in the background. Yeah. But it's yeah, they're quite good fun, but they do piss me off when you don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I am. Um, but yeah, hurdles quite good fun. Although like there there are songs that I've never heard. Carrie Underwood and that. It's like I'm never gonna get that. Um, although I. Fucking Guns N' Roses one the other day that I should have got straight away. And I, yeah. you know, when you get in your own head, you're like, that's oh, definitely <laughs> Paradise City or Welcome to the Jungle or whatever. Whatever one it was, yeah. I was convinced it was all the others. And then I was like, oh, you stupid twat. It's that. <laughs> like, dickhead. <laughs> but no, they're quite fun distractions. 
because I do that, I do Fickle, I do Movie Doll, and I do whatever the other one is that I can't remember now. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Flickle? Something like that? Flicker? What's Flickle? No, it's that. like you get a six second clip from the film. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Yes, yes, I have seen that, yeah. Because I knew what the one was the other day, but I called Jack in because I was like, he should know what this is because he's discovered Forrest Gump. Mm. And got it from that clip. Which was Captain Dan throwing the whores out. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, it's, it's appropriate to be doing my 13 year old, but you know, <laughs> it's important he knows to throw whores out. <laughs> but. But yeah, I mean, I don't know how exciting this is going to have been for people to listen to, but we've, we've critiqued some film and talked about some yeah. other shit. Um, but yeah, what else has been going on? Any comics or? Uh, I've, yeah, I've I, I see the commissions and that have been going. Oh, you yeah, were you in yeah. DUI2? Oh, sorry? You in DUI2? No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't in that one. Um, I, 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 my commissioners was a bit busy. Um, uh, no, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I, to be honest, I've not stopped. Um, I was kind of glad of COVID so I could catch up on a little of my dog commissions. Um, uh, I'm yeah. still waiting for like a decent long term injury just so I can catch up on my comics. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah I, I, I'm still, you know, a, a little bit over um yeah overworked on commissions but i can't really complain really enjoying it at the moment i've kind of got back into the swing of it um I, a couple of months ago i was really not enjoying it i was doing some stuff i just didn't want to do but now i'm, I'm kind of i've got the enthusiasm back which is good good um i had a great um i'll tell you off air but i got a look really really cool commission from somebody uh today actually i'll tell you that off air uh, just in case it's a positive for somebody um, yeah. But it's it's very new. Cool. Um, uh, so yeah. Um, no, that's cool. Like I say, I've yeah. just I've struggled to get any drawing done in the heat and just mm. generally getting. It's annoying. I always have decent ideas when I'm out of work, but then when I get home, it's like I just can't be asked. Mm. <laughs> so I'll make a note on my phone and maybe get back to it someday. So it's mostly been watching films and I've been rereading some old Superman comics in trades. It's been quite good. But again, reading comics, I've really struggled with. Mm. It's like my brain just doesn't want to focus on anything. Yeah, so I, I found that. doing short bursts and that. But, but yeah, like I say it's just not been anything really exciting that way. Uh, we went to Legoland. That was. Was that before yeah. it burnt down? Is it burnt down now, is it? No, no. Um... One of the, there was a video of one of the hotel rooms in Windsor on fire. No, it wasn't us. <laughs> Did you stay there? We didn't stay in Legoland, no. We stayed in a holiday inn down the road. Oh, yeah. Which was... Did you, did you buy any Lego? No, I bought another Superman keyring, Lego Superman keyring to replace my other one. I bought a Stuart Minion. Oh, um, Jack bought a Stranger Things. So I finally started Stranger Things. I finished the first oh, yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Jack binged it in about three days. Because <laughs> he was like, do you want to watch it with me? And I was like, I do, but I don't know how quickly I'm going to get to it. So if you want to carry on without me. And like, he was watching it in the car on the way to Windsor. He was watching it in the hotel room at Windsor. He was watching it on the way back from Windsor. Brilliant. He was like, I finished it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. But he's <laughs> weird. He knew all the spoilers and everything before he watched it. Yeah. 
he's the complete opposite of me where I don't want to know anything. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. it's that era. You know, I, I yeah. know a couple of people who, who well, it is because they spoilers. watch videos dissecting trailers and yeah programs and kill counts and all that stuff. Which I'll, mine, I'll watch a kill count video if it's a horror film that I kind of want to see, but I want to make sure there's nothing in it that's going to bother me. Yeah. You know, brutal mutilation of children kind of thing. Um, but I just, I don't know. I, I liked the first season of Stranger Things, but I think because I know certain things going on, mm. it's difficult to invest in the arc of that first series knowing the outcome of it already. Yeah. Um. But I, I did really enjoy it. I quite like the, you know, Nostalgia. Stephen Kingy vibe of it and that 80s feel kind of thing. Um, yeah, that was cool. But I will get, I want to get caught up so that when the last series comes out, me and Jack can actually watch it together. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've mostly been watching nice things. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, I've not been in the mood for just bleak shit. Yeah. Um, I am. Um, I, I didn't. I haven't finished the latest season of Always Sunny in Philadelphia yet, because when it came out, I was, you know, it, it, it was quite bleak. That whole series is really bleak and quite, you know, dark. And I just wasn't in. I couldn't do it. You know, that particular mindset I had at that time. And I still haven't finished it yet either. See, I really need to watch that. I tried starting to watch it, but then I've loads of programs I love. I've dropped off of watching like yeah. 80 bio i was really into and that's dropped off goldberg's i'm really struggling with at the minute mm. um but the goldberg's has kind of lost a little bit for me as it's gone on it kind of feels yeah. like it should have ended by now um i'll tell you what i have loved is superman and lois okay it's been yeah. i mean i was trying to do it so i watched it on a saturday night the way I used to watch Lois and Clark, but because yeah. they, they showed it for a bit and then took it off for sport, mm. I was like, nah, fuck it, I'm just going to carry on going through it. So we watched an episode a night because now Neighbours is finished. Yeah. There's nothing to watch when we have tea because Cat always put it on when we have tea, so I was just kind of like, whatever. I can ignore Did it. Did you get it finished? Um, yeah, in a weird way, even though I wasn't a f- particularly a fan anymore, I was weirdly gutted that it's finished. Mm. It's kind of like one of those things that's always been there. <laughs> yeah. Um, sort of like an odd staple of my life has gone. Because, you know, it was the hot shit when it first started. Because even in my primary school, we were collecting the trading cards and all that crap. <laughs> it's, I've still got a neighbour's annual in the shed somewhere from when I had all that stuff off Edward when his shop shut. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Um, but, yeah, then... I have been enjoying catching old episodes of, well, not old, they're all old episodes now, but episodes of um, Coupling yeah. on Gold on a Saturday and Sunday night. I love Coupling. Coupling is fucking great. Um, uh, what else have I watched TV-wise? Um, Captive Audience, a real American horror story on Star Disney Plus was actually surprisingly good. Okay. Which, considering it's about a kidnapped child, um, it was actually a really interesting watch. Um, did you watch that Joe Lysett Summer Exhibitionist? No, I haven't. About the people applying to be in the... Oh, fuck, what is it? Is it the Tate Modern? It's like every year you apply... 
Uh, it's probably still an iPlayer. It's called Joe Lysett Summer Exhibitionist. You'll like it. It's about people applying to be in this exhibition. Okay. Um, it's really, really, it was really good. Mm. Um, it's only like an hour long thing. Mm. Let's see if I can get my facts right. Uh, yeah, I got everything completely wrong. Um, Joe Lysett follows hopeful artists submitting to the RA Summer Exhibition. Okay, yeah. Uh, or, you know, Royal Academy of Arts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's still on iPlayer. But it's, it's definitely worth watching. And there was quite a good thing on Friday night about um, a town in Wales that had a Banksy, but the Banksy got taken away, but it basically led to them creating a street art trail. Okay. Um, it was like one of those, our story, our lives, whatever it is, yeah. like half hour mini documentaries that they do sometimes. That was good as well. I mean, street art is something I appreciate, but I've got no real knowledge. I mean, that's Sarah Harris's thing. Mm. It's like, you, you know... See- did you see her um, her uh, War of the Worlds bus? No, I don't don't think oh, I did. Brilliant. On Facebook, yeah, I think you say it's a caravan thing, not a bus. It's a caravan um, camper van. Yeah. Uh, it's, they, someone commissioned her to do the, a War of the Worlds scene on it, and it's brilliant. I'll have to look into that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. I've finished watching. Uh, Private Eyes, which came to an end. We dragged it out for as long as we could, but no more Jason Priestley in my life on a regular basis. <laughs> um, yeah, like I say, it's been odd little slices of interesting things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nothing majorly exciting otherwise. Like I say, it's just work, family, and sleep. Yeah, that's about right. Kind of thing, but you know, living the dream. But, you know. I will get back to it. I've sort of chipped away a little bit of walls, but then the heat kicked in. But I might just, I'm still undecided what I'm going to do with that. Mm. I might just put it up on Instagram. Because it costs so much to get shit printed at the minute as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, so. Let's face it, who can really afford all this stuff at the moment? You could do it as a digital download. Yeah, I could do. I'll see. I'll see. Mm. Nobody really buys my shit anyway, so you get that you get that initial flurry that everybody seems to get, and then drips and drabs. Like once a year, somebody will buy some, and you'll be like, "Ooh, I sold some on Etsy and made 18p the other week, other month." <laughs> uh, which reminds me, I need to cancel my Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to wait until that had been sent out, and then I was going to bin it off because you know, 18p is just not worth getting excited about anymore. But yeah, other than that, yeah, that is pretty much it. I think we're out of things. Anything else you want to hit on? Um, I don't know what if there's anything to plug. Bam's, um, Bam's coming back uh, 22nd of October, I want to say. Hmm. Uh, the comedian in Bath. Um, if you go on the Bam Facebook page, you can find info on there and just send him a message. Um, obviously Nottingham Comic Con's back end of the year um, gutted that I've had to cancel being at that because I love Nottingham Comic Con 
it's it's my favorite comic con including the one i put on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, obviously i don't know what's happening with troops for those who listen uh, into the troops stuff um it's largely going to depend on cost of living crisis my own mental health um i think a lot of events are struggling at the minute with cost of living because it's just mm. who can afford to like I say, this winter is going to be the real test, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> we've already been like, how many blankets have we got before we have to turn the heating on? Because <laughs> let's face it, if you can avoid turning the heating on, you're fucking gonna, aren't you? Yeah, of course. It pissed me off when there was somebody on the news complaining about their bill and, you know, having to turn the heating on. It's like, you're in a T-shirt. So like, at least put a fucking jumper on first. <laughs> Not to be a judgmental prick, but... <laughs> Don't yeah. moan it's so cold in your eyes and you can't afford to put heating on and you're in shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> Fuck's sake. But yeah. Oh, honestly, so judgmental of other people. <laughs> but you know, still, something to do, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah. Awesome. All right then. Um, okay, go. Like I say, anything you want to plug? I don't think so. I'm pretty plugless at the moment. Fair enough. <laughs> and and y- y- your card's so full, you, you could argue that you've been plugged too. <laughs> Way! Very good. <laughs> Andy Hanks, fully plugged. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Um, yeah, hopefully... Well, I was going to say, hopefully that was worth time. the wait for people, but yeah, this was just a weird sort of catch-up episode hopefully yeah people enjoyed listening to it in its own weird way um yeah we'll try and do i don't want to commit to regular but ironically this is the podcast that cost me money is it really yeah because i moved and why not over onto acast because it was free to house it on there yeah but i paid for a year for this one so once that year ends this one will move over to acast as well but I, yeah, this is just a sporadic catch-up. Obviously, mm. with your dance card being full with commissions and just life in general. But yeah, we know we will try and have a catch-up again and <laughs> just waiting for something exciting to happen, really. Yeah. <laughs> so even if, I mean, there's some arty ones I'd still quite like to do, but I'm just with not having done any drawing recently, it's difficult to talk passionately about doing any drawing. Yeah. Um, it's that double-edged yeah. thing of. If we talk about it, it might get the creative thing going again, but at the same time... But then you've got nothing to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So we shall see. Say, I need to properly get stuck back in. Again, we're not doing Nottingham now as well. The uh, push to uh, get something done by a deadline has gone as well. Mm. Isn't necessarily a bad thing, because at least if I can take my time with it, hopefully it'll be better. <laughs> or not. I could overthink it. <laughs> But anyway, on that bombshell, uh, cheers for that and cheers for listening. And like I say, we'll be back. We'll say we'll aim for a month or so, but yeah, it'll be whenever. I mean, Life we, might get in the way. If we can get back to the uh, at least being monthly. Yeah. But yeah, we shall see. Like I say. Awesome. Cheers, man. Take care. Cheers. Thank Bye. you very much.